Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way because I'm running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So, the Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Podcast. You like apples? Welcome back to another episode of the Just Press Play Podcast. Pew, 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 pew. I'm joined again, as always, by Pops and LJ. What is going As LJ tops off a drink, what's going on, And boys? pulls out his second one. <laughs> yeah, I'm on my first one. <laughs> All right, well, guys, we got a lot to talk about. You know, the winding on down the NFL season. We're kind of getting an idea of where the playoff rate is. We're really getting when it comes to playoffs in NFL. Are you guys more of a in the mix, in the hunt, on the outside looking in? What's your turn that you like to you like? Because you know you see all those graphics pop up during the games this time of year. I haven't ever thought of that. Uh, I like and for anyone that doesn't understand what I'm, I'm talking about. Like if you don't watch a lot of NFL, the teams that are not quite in the playoffs but maybe can get in with a couple wins and a couple losses by another team. I like in the hunt. I think that's the in the hunt seems to be the most popular. That's the one that I I think comes up in my brain the most often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I agree with that. Outside looking in is kind of a fun one for me. I don't yeah. know why I kind of like that yeah. one. That one just has a nice ring to it. Um. Anyway, we'll get into we'll get into some some playoff pictures and 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 stuff like that. And then shocking, there's no way I could have predicted this, and I doubt either of you as well. A team in the NFL was caught filming another <sighs> team. Wait, can I guess? Yeah, let me Before, see. You- well. Is there any team that's ever done this before? I can't remember the if this has happened. The Broncos have been caught doing it, and it's been a problem. Uh, Josh McDaniels was the coach then, so. Oh, wow. Well, where's, isn't that a coincidence? Where's he at now? Where? <laughs> oh, he might be at New England. What, that now rings a bell. Huh. The Patriots? Wait. And cheating? Yeah, that seems familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because wow. they cheat. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to dig into that in a, in a little bit, too. Um. But first, before we get into all that, I want to talk about you know you know we all love football here, right, guys? I think so. Pretty, pretty fond of it. You know what's you know what's better than just sitting on the couch watching football? What's that? Sitting on the couch watching football when you got some money on the line. You know, and it. that's why I want to tell you about our friends from my bookie. And you know, so I was sitting on the couch watching a game, and I bet the over for. The total points in the 49ers and Saints. Ooh, good choice. That was sitting around 43, I think. Both teams. Both teams <laughs> got the over by themselves in that game. Scoring well like a combined, done. I think it was 80, 91 or 88. There's just nothing better when you're sitting at the house watching some NFL football with money online and winning. That's well why I want to tell done. you about our friends over at MyBookie. MyBookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football. We got bowl season rolling around. There's going to be all kinds of Ooh, yeah, good games point. you can get in on. 
and they always have the most up-to-date lines and most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're going to be betting, whether it's in the playoffs, these final couple weeks of the NFL season, bowl games, college football playoffs, bet on who you think is going to win the Heisman. I think there's a guy named Joe Burrow that might have that thing wrapped up. <laughs> Do it over at our friends at my bookie. And if you're the guy that if you're the kind of guy or gal who likes to bet a little and win a lot, you can try a parlay. Pick a few locks of the week, put them together in one parlay bet, and when they all come through, the reward is huge. So the best part right now, if you join my bookie, they will double, double your first deposit. Wow. That's right. If you put in a thousand, they're gonna give you an extra thousand. That's double your initial deposit you can use on all your favorite picks. Just wow. use the promo code chair. To activate the offer, that's the promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, to double your first deposit. Just visit mybookie.ag. Put the promo code CHAIR. You play, you win, you get pay. Can I say something about Burrow real quick? Of course. So it's possible that this year's Heisman is older than this year's NFL MVP. That is correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We And as of actually, interesting you bring that up. We are recording this on December 10th. Do you know when Joe Burrow's birthday is? No, when? December 10th. Oh, well, his birthday. Yep. Wow. He shares a birthday with somebody I kind of like sometimes. He does. He <laughs> shares a birthday with someone who's just a really awesome person. Yeah. Wonder who that could be. Um, I feel like you're so, pulling that yeah. Michael Scott right now. The, <laughs> oh, happy birthday. I thought we shared birthdays. Oh, we don't share birthdays? Oh, okay. Huh. So it's just my birthday. <laughs> you're you're smelling what I'm stepping in here, but uh, yes, it is Joe Burrow's birthday, and I, it is I did see that LJ that he is actually older than Lamar Jackson, so the Heisman <laughs> could be older than the MVP in the NFL, which would be just it's something that's crazy to me. But all right, where do we want to where do we want to start with the NFL? Do you want to start? I mean, we mentioned that. Let's go to the NFC and let's just start with that game that was so fun, so fun to watch. Yeah. The 49ers and the Saints. What did you learn from that game, Mel? Um, well, I fixed my what was the What was the score to that? Let me see. The score on that one was 48-46. 49ers win, go to 11-2, and two, and the Saints fall, go to 10-3. and three. So just one game back from the 49ers. What What did you see from that game? I mean, what I've learned is essentially that if the, if the 49ers defense is as good as I think it is, then that Saints offense is unbelievable. And then on the flip side... Um, the Saints are the, the 49ers being able to keep up in a shootout is I think something that bodes really well for them in the future. I think both of those teams came out looking way better than they looked going into it. And so I'm all in on either of those teams right now, making it to the NFC spot on the playoffs. Well, and I, that's kind of, I, I, you touched the deck where I was thinking it's weird. I kind of hate when after a game or like, Oh, that was a, that was a loss, but it was a win, too. It was kind of a, a moral victory. And I don't think there's a lot of – one team wins and one team loses. I don't know right. if there's a lot of moral yeah. victories. But in that yeah, one, yeah. I'm with you. That shows me the Saints can really – they've shown earlier this season that they have a solid defense when they stayed. They went undefeated with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. Right. And then they showed they can put up 46 against a team – I mean, we were calling – and I, I don't think this defense has lost it. They're still a really good defense. I don't, I'm not saying – they're bad anymore, but the Saints showed that they can put up some points. I don't know if they'll put 40 on them again in the playoffs, but they can at least score on them. Mm. And then for me, I thought that game was huge to see Jimmy Garoppolo win in a shootout because yeah. I think that's kind of our question all year has been, this team looks really good. There's talent all over the place, but how good is Garoppolo? Because I just don't know for sure. Right, uh, Pops, what did you think? I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo threw four of them in that game. Saints look good. What would you think? I think something you hadn't mentioned yet is Garoppolo did that in the Superdome. 
Yeah, that was nice a point. big deal good because point. you know how hard it is to hear in there. I think, wasn't it golf like a year ago that they completely rattled him with the noise? Remember, yeah. that was first, I think it was golf in L.A. It was in that first half. I mean, he that was awful. Was just they, he, just looked, he, kept, he kept holding his helmet saying he couldn't hear anything. But I think uh, Jimmy G really proved to me that, uh, I mean, I don't think he is top echelon quarterback, but I think he could be. I think he, he showed sh- did he show that he's it. good enough to win a Super Bowl with the right hey with the right and bounces? as long as he's got here's the main thing I learned as long as he's yep. got uh, George Kittle out there throwing to him I think mm-hmm. George Kittle is a freaking stud I think well, he's so then probably the best Sanders. tight end in the game oh I agree 100 percent right now he can um, block and then you he throw can in routes uh, you throw in Emmanuel Sanders who can pull coverage off of Debo Samuel who when Debo Samuel gets the ball Debo he Samuels actually gets great. both hands on it. Then Jesus Christ, he's a good he's a good running back out at wide receiver. I just wish exactly. he could catch more. But um, yeah, and then we got and then you got Kyle way. Shanahan who is just emulating his dad. Where it doesn't matter who's in at running back, they're, they're yeah. going to make explosive plays. I mean, yeah. whether it's Brita Coleman or Cheetah uh, Mostert, like it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. got old Cheetah Brita. Ruben Drones. So. It's the Ruben Drones running back uh, <laughs> field. You know. I'm glad you brought up, and I, I'm surprised it didn't come up first. I hope but you, go you were right. Drones. Okay, <laughs> you were right, pops. I was I was going to go off the Ruben Jones. Uh, Kittle, we we you know one year removed from Gronk, and I think we have the new Gronk. I I thought yeah. it was going to be Kelsey, but Kittle is so good. He does yeah. it all. I mean, he's so good. And then that play. Fourth and three, where oh, he runs it and then so clutch. gets face masked for I swear twenty yards. <laughs> and just like won't go down. Out. Just like <laughs> f you, no, that, no. That's the play. If the 49ers do pull off what they're hoping for and win the Super Bowl, their Super Bowl MV, or their Super Bowl DVD that they send out to all the fans yep. is going to start with that play yep. from Kittle. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's kind of like amazing. that Marshawn Lynch run, you know, from a couple yeah. of years ago. Which, yeah. Which, yeah. Kind of do you remember play. who that that was against? The Saints. Was the Saints it really? Oh, these yeah. Bad, yeah. Home of yeah. <laughs> Home. How about that? So yeah, I thought that game that game was really uh it was just a treat to watch. It was one of those where you just kind of learned pretty quick. Like, like this is just gonna be one of those games because it was big play after big play and oh and that Michael Thomas guy once again. Oh, good God. He seems to be so good at good. football, yeah. He So I can't wait. I hope we get a rematch of that game. And I think that is on it on the money where the big thing I think both teams won there, but the reason the 49ers win more, not only because they got the score, but now that means they might not have to go to the Superdome in the playoffs because mm. now they have home mm. field advantage, at least as of now. They so. went from the fifth seed. They went from the first seed to the fifth seed to the first seed in, over the course <laughs> of three weeks. That's absurd. The NFC is stacked. Makes- and then there's the NFC East. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll get there. I'm sure we'll get there. Uh, let's see. What other games? If, let me give you a few little fun facts on Kittle and Thomas. Can I give you just a few oh, little fun yeah, facts? Please, please. I love fun facts. So, so Kittle, uh, after going to school in Iowa, high school in Iowa for a couple of years, did finish up in Norman, Oklahoma. He went to the University of Iowa because that's where his dad went, so he had a lot of ties there. He was mm-hmm. a fifth-round pick. He was named the starter in game one. Here are NFL records that George Kittle holds right now. Receiving yards for a tight end in a season, 1,377. Receiving yards and a half by a tight end, 210. First, that I, sounds good. First tight end to lead the league in yak, yards after catch with 870, George Kittle. Those are NFL records. Can I throw out Kittle one more holds. that he should have? What's that? He should have the most uh, yards by a tight end in a game 
But that game where he got 210 in the first half was against first the Broncos. Half. And they pulled him out. Or, well, they didn't pull him out, but they didn't throw to him again in the first half. The record, I think, is like 200, uh, yeah, 211 or something stupid like that. Like he was one yard away from the NFL record for tight ends in a wow. game. And uh, yeah, it's incredible. So so now Michael Thomas, who's who arguably is the best wide receiver in the game, right? It's, it's, it's definitely argument. <laughs> so at the combine, his 40 time was four five seven. Pretty pedestrian for a yeah. for a wide receiver that yeah. good. That's only like three or four seconds faster than me. Or eight. Yeah. <laughs> three or four <laughs> seconds. Um and then quickly this he was a second pick, uh I think a second round pick by New Orleans. Uh and did you know he is the nephew of Keyshawn Johnson? No. I didn't know that. I didn't know that yeah. either. Yeah. So Ohio State. And he's on pace. He's on pace right now to break Marvin Harrison's record for catches in a game. I swear, you can just chalk him in for ten catches, hundred yards, and touchdown. Like, yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't have him in any fantasy teams, but I, I bet he's a joy to have in any fantasy. I league. bet that um, man is, is, he's just a stat machine. Yeah, no kidding. Um, moving down the NFC playoff picture, so we talked 49ers who are now the one seed, the Saints who moved down to the three seed. The other team that's projected that's right now season in today would get a bye are the Green Bay Packers. Sitting at uh, ten and three, but they uh, are coming off a pedestrian win against the, one another one of the members of the NFC least in the Washington R words. Uh, what do y'all think about the Packers? Are, are you hesitant? Are they good? Are they not too good? I'm, I'm super. I can't hesitant. get a read. They've got they've got one good player. It feels like I mean, well, two good. They got two good players on their entire team. It, it seems to me, you know, it's just. They had a good defense. By now, Aaron Rodgers should be ready, should be rolling, right? I mean, he just, it's odd. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm very hesitant. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know if anybody else has got a different opinion, but I'm very hesitant to take the Packers anywhere. What do you think, Dad? I mean, they're sitting here. They got to buy. You would think if at the beginning of the year, I tell you the Packers are 10 and 3 on their way towards a buy in the first round. Aaron Rodgers, little four. You think they're probably getting to getting going now? What do Good running back, but for some reason I'm hesitant. What do you think about him? Well, I, let me let me bring up something from the past. Everybody just needs to relax. R e l a x. Just relax. Hey, because they've got two fantastic errands. That running back in the backfield is still yeah. pretty, Jones is pretty, good. pretty salty. Good. Uh, Devontae Adams is uh, what was this his first game back or maybe no second. i think he's been back for two weeks now okay because he had a big game against the giants last week so but i think he's going to still get his feet under him and then while he was out they did get a couple of receivers lazard comes to mind and there was another guy uh, that that did some things and that defense was pretty good i i still think they're going to be there at the end i really do i think they're going to make some noise in the playoffs would you rather have the vikings or the packers that is a good question. It's because there's that quarterback. I'll take the Packers. But if you look at how they've what, been playing. What do, you want, what do you want Cousins to do at this point? I mean, like, yeah, you can't what's defense, man? He's just been playing good ball, Kevin. Come so on. So you know what's funny? You know what's funny, actually, LJ? And you know Kirk, the stat that Kirk Cousins never beats a team over 500? Yeah. Well, he should. We thought that he's erased that stat. But if you kind of look back, two of the big wins that we thought. We're going to be over 500 teams where the Eagles and Cowboys in the NFC least who are not 500 anymore. <laughs> okay. But okay. I'm just saying, so I'm just saying still hasn't his losses his- come from defenses being awful or him having zero seconds in the pocket because his offensive line is very flaky. His, right. his losses so, aren't from him making bad decisions. You know? So if I'm going off of, if I'm going off of what they've done this year, I'm with you. I would take the Vikings. I think they're better, better running game, better defense, better receiving core, everything. But I just don't trust Kirk Cousins yet, and I'm probably I might be wrong on that. But if I had to put money on it, 
in the playoffs, Packers versus Vikings, I'd just feel better with Aaron Rodgers. I'd rather go down with Aaron Rodgers than I would with Kirk. Hard okay. to argue that, but I mean, I, I, I hear you, but I, and I, I like think you're Cousins, wrong, but, but I, I agree with that. It's hard to argue against. Hard to argue. The the interesting thing, so moving on down the, the, the playoff bracket, do you realize, let's see, next we have the Seahawks and Vikings. Well, four is the, right now the Cowboys are the four seed. They would host a playoff game, Gross. which it's I don't understand. It's they're six and seven, and they would host. They would actually host the Seahawks, who are ten and three. Yeah. Who last week, I think Dad was saying is the best team in the NFC. That if a team that's possibly in the argument for best team in the NFC has to go on the road in the first round, <laughs> that seems seems asinine. But let's go Seahawks and Vikings. Out of those two teams, five, they're fifth and six. Seahawks are fifth. Vikings are sixth. Seeding wise, technically, who do you like better out of those two? Uh, Seahawks, I think. Yeah, I mean, I actually pretty confidently, I'd take the Seahawks out of those two. I I like the is Vikings. It, is a it lot, quarterback? Because I mean, where else on the roster are the Seahawks better than the Vikings? Besides, it, it's well, it's one of those things we've talked about a little bit last week. But I'm starting to f- fall into this like it's not about talent on the field because if it was, wouldn't the Cowboys win every year? But they don't because it's about coaching, and it feels like the Seahawks are really well coached. I mean, they have a, a talented squad on both sides of the ball every single year. And I, I, it's a trust factor, you know, it's a trust. So do you get any, are you not hesitant at all after, I mean, they got trounced on Sunday night against the, the Rams kind of had their way with them on Sunday night football this past week. I still think the Rams aren't a terrible football team though. I mean, I, they've, they've had their struggles, but a division game against a pretty good football team is, you know, you're, it's going to happen. So yeah. No, Pops, what I'm do you think? I know you were big on the Seahawks last week. Are you kind of with LJ? You take them over the Vikings right now? I, I thought you, I, I would, and I thought you made an excellent point because other than quarterback, I probably take the Vikings and, you know, running back, Dalvin Cook, uh, wide receiver, Diggs and Thielen's got to come back. Uh, defense, probably take that Minnesota defense. All that said, I think with the coaching, uh, kind of what LJ's alluding to, I would take the Seahawks in, in that game, but it that that's a that would be a tough one. That would be a yeah, tough one, but I'd go Seahawks. One. I would go Seahawks. Well, so you mentioned uh, interesting. You were doing some fun facts a little earlier. I got an interesting little nugget for you. Just look, the Seahawks are ten and three, and one of the best records in the NFC. But their point differential is only plus twenty. They've only scored twenty more points than their opponents so, so they far. They win every game games. really close. Wow. They could easily be eight. The Cowboys actually. Point have a like their point differential. Just to give you an example, the Cowboys' point dif- differential is plus seventy. The Cowboys' point differential is plus seventy. Jesus Christ! Because when they win, they win big. Now okay. when they lose, they lose close. So that's why the point difference. Because they beat those sub three hundred percent teams. The Chargers, have, the Chargers have a better point differential than the Seahawks. The Rams have a better point differential than the Seahawks. Bears have a better point differential than the Seahawks. A lot of teams do, but. To give the Seahawks credit, they're winning. A win's a win's a win's a win, right? Yeah, so I don't. I don't take much out. credit in point differential because it a blowout. A blowout doesn't count any different on the stat sheet than a than a right. Than this isn't eager, BCS so. where you need to win by a lot to look, yeah. to look good to the computer. Well, you just need wins. And in fact, but, close games could help set you up better for the playoffs. Yeah, but you understand I think the point is yeah. you understand situations. I think maybe yeah. the point is is you look at the Seahawks, a couple of balls go differently and all of a sudden they're maybe a seven and five team or seven and six team. We're talking about them a lot differently than we are now. But, okay, but a couple balls go different and the Broncos are like a, a ten and whatever five team right now. Right. Like it's that so that's doesn't what I'm matter. Maybe maybe we're <laughs> inflating the Seahawks because I think if you go back and look, that Seahawks defense is really they're very sketchy. I don't, they're not we, we give them the credit like, oh, this is Seahawks. We think of when we think of Seahawks D, we think of Legion of Boom. Bobby Wagner's still really good. Javion Clowney had that big game against the 49ers. Kinda has disappeared. 
Yeah, that's okay. kind of Jadavion, Jadavion Clowney in a nutshell. I think yes. that's why the Texans got rid of him because he does have those games where you're like, holy cow, this He's guy can dominate. But he can have those games where he disappears too. I still am with you. I think if the Seahawks played the Vikings, I, no, actually, I'm taking the Vikings over the Seahawks. I think wow. the only thing they have is quarterback. Whoa. I think the only thing they have Whoa. is quarterback. <laughs> I know. I just think, I think if you switched Russell Wilson for Kirk Cousins right now, I think the Vikings would be the best team in the NFL. I, I think that's the wow. only thing different. And they're, they're doing this without Thielen. Say Thielen comes back, you got Diggs, Thielen, Rudolph's playing good, Dalvin Cook. I like Alexander Madison as a backup. The defense isn't bad. I think the Seahawks are a quarterback. That's all they are. I don't think they're much other than just a I really disagree good with you. I think the Seahawks are a scheme. I think the Seahawks are a lot of things that are better than individual players. That, that's just me. Well, let's go into the other remaining spot on the playoffs for the NFC. Because in the hunt for the NFC, I guess we can touch on this, is the Rams, Bears, and Eagle. The Rams and Bears are both possibility at getting that wild card. I think the Rams are the really only one. Bears kind of. But it looks to me like Seahawks, Saints, and Vikings will kind of get those seem like they're just a level above. We're in agreement yeah. there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And there's going to be one of those one of those darn teams out of the NFC East has to get in there. <laughs> so let's get into it a little bit. Now, both the Eagles and Cowboys sit at six and seven. Uh, if you look at the remaining schedule, the Cowboys have the Rams, Eagles, Redskins, and the Eagles have the Redskins, Cowboys, Giants. It's basically going to come down to Week 16, December 22nd, Cowboys-Eagles in Philadelphia. Yeah. Or no, in Dallas. It'll be in Dallas. Mm. That's what the division is going to sure? come down to. I thought it was in Philly. Didn't they play them in Dallas the first time? You are correct. You are correct. It's in It'll Philly. be in Philly. A 425 game. And actually, it'll probably get flexed for a Sunday night. I feel like Cowboys always play of course a Sunday it night will. game to, of Jesus whether they Christ. get in. So, <laughs> the Eagles again Monday night didn't look that great. Eli Manning no, should have. <laughs> they they should have beat him. Not great. They except for bad. and I know I don't. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if uh, and and um, we might get gonged for this, but I, I someone in this in this uh, chat right here had Carson Wentz in fantasy football and needed a four, big fourth quarter and got exactly what you needed. <laughs> yes, Pops, yes, you got the did. W, go right? Yes, I got the W <laughs> on the okay. last <laughs> play of the game in no. overtime. Yes, no. So can I ask so who you LJ, beat? Yeah, it was against Keith. It was against Keith. Oh, I know. Yeah. (laughs) So, actually, LJ, it came down to, and the way their league is set up, they they get bonus points for like 300, 350 or whatever yards. But where they were at, in like close to the end zone, he couldn't get more than – he couldn't surpass the 350-yard mark. So, he had to score. He had to either run or throw (laughs) a touchdown in. And the Eagles, as you know – they could have. It was overtime, so they could have kicked a field goal. They right. could have ran it in. They could have done anything, but nope. Wentz throws it to Urge. Touchdown, <laughs> final play, and lift moves wow. on. Surviving right, advance, baby. Surviving advance. We're not gonna. We're not gonna throw a gong on that because that's special. That's special. <laughs> <laughs> but so as we mentioned, other than that fourth quarter and overtime that Wentz had, the Eagles did not look good. Uh, they have the Redskins and Giants coming up besides the Cowboys, so you would think those are two wins. It's yeah. going to come down to that. What would you take your home? Actually, we'll go to LJ first, so there's not as much homerism. Who do you think wins that division? Because someone's got to get in the playoffs. Who do you got? Well, first off, I want to throw out a stat that I saw earlier today, that if the NFC East loses two more games, so that would require losses this Sunday from, I believe it's the Giants and the Cowboys. Um, if those two teams lose this Sunday, then they are tied for the worst division to have ever played football in an NFL season. And so I just <laughs> I, I want to uh, reminisce back to my call for the uh, NFC East champion back when we did this in week zero. 
um, that all the teams would tie and it, the coin would fall on the It was just going to be the worst division to have ever existed. LJ did uh, not have a winner of that division. He did not <laughs> pick. He refused to pick a winner for that. And I would say that I'm as right as anyone has ever been about a pick in the <laughs> yes. NFL. I agree. Which is, which means it, which is alludes to our point earlier. It is so ridiculous that one of those other teams that we talked about, the Vikings Seahawks, are going to have to travel <laughs> to either Philadelphia or Dallas and play them there. That yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. So that said, one of them does have to win it, though. LJ, are you picking a winner? Or are you still, you still refuse to pick a winner. I mean, I refuse to pick a winner for the sake of statistics keeping later. If we ever want to go back and make sure I was right, but. Um, I think I'll take the Cowboys just because it's the most Cowboy things ever. Cowboys thing ever. If the Cowboys end up making it to the playoffs, Jason Garrett gets a, like, you know, another year or something. And then for some reason, the NFC East is like the NFC beast again. And then Jason Garrett gets signed to a 10 year extension and boom, the Cowboys are exactly what the Cowboys will always be forever and ever and ever. So I'm picking the Cowboys. Oh, now I think I'm going to pick the Eagles after he laid that down. Good Lord. I just almost threw up. I I think I did throw up my mouth a little bit just thinking that. Pops, can we move past what LJ just said? What do you think? Well, I I think, you know, I think Dallas and Philadelphia could lose a game, but. Uh, with Philadelphia, Alshon Jeffrey was going to make a, a comeback, more. and now he's hurt but again. In the game, I mean, Dallas, Philadelphia barely has any receivers to play. They've got Zach Ertz going out, and and then the other guy, the two name guy, Arcega uh, uh, Whiteside or Whiteside, yeah, Acres Whiteside or whatever. He pulled a hammy, you know, late in the game. But they got nobody. They have no Alshon Jeffrey. It looks like he's out for the now, year. He got re injured. That damn uh, who was the the uh, running back that they brought in looked amazing though. Uh, what was his name? Would it have been Miles Sanders or Ajayi? Or? No, no, not Miles Sanders. Um, I, know, I didn't was, watch that game. Well, they had a running yeah, back. I'm so sorry to bring that up and not know, but I, I thought I'd remember it. Uh, uh Scott B. Scott, Brand, uh, something Scott B. Scott nailed it. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to Boston Scott is who it was from Louisiana Tech. Yeah, because I, I thought I'm it was Austin. Lie. I'm kind of like LJ, but it, I watched the Cowboys because I can't help. I torture myself with it. But <laughs> when the NFC least was on Monday Night Football, I was like, oh, this is a game I don't need to watch. Well, as <laughs> as you mentioned earlier, I had a fantasy football playoff game. Right, <laughs> right. It, so I watched the whole damn thing. Yes, <laughs> and I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. But I think Dallas would have to be favored to beat them. I just think they are the better team. Obviously, that does not matter. I would give the coaching edge to Philly, but I still think Dallas wins. I mean, I, I it's don't a garbage feel division. About it. The the Eagle or the the Giants are potentially like a number two draft pick team or a playoff team still at this point. Like that's a garbage division, and there's no reason to even speculate. <laughs> We probably spent enough time on it already. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but I just make your pick. I, I think honestly, I think kind of the Eagles, the Cowboys look like they've quit on Garrett. And as long as Garrett's, the, I don't think they should fire Garrett because I don't know who who do you. No one deserves to be promoted to head interim coach right now. Really, sure. The team looks like they quit on him. I kind of am ready for it. I my, I want to see him in the playoffs. It'd be fun to see him because I do think they have a good enough roster. They couldn't rattle off some wins, and that may or may not be a good thing. But I think they've just quit. They look like they've quit. And until they show me something else, besides after the, what I saw the last two weeks from them against the Bills and then uh, whoever. I can't even remember because I'm trying to blank them out of my memory now. But I just – I think they quit. I, I'm i going the Eagles. You're right, Dad. Let's get off the NFC East. It's depressing just even that, – that, that's a division. It's just depressing. So let's go over to the AFC where I think the AFC playoff picture really intrigues me because I, we can just all decide, right? I mean, it's clear if it wasn't already. 
Ravens. There is an Ravens team, team, and then there are the five other people that will make the playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before, so they now moved one game ahead of the Pats with the Pats losing. They hold. Then they also hold the tiebreaker for home field advantage. So it looks like playoffs or home field advantage is locked up for them. You're going through AFC. Baltimore. It feels like, yeah. Yep. The only question, before, real quick, before we move to Ravens, did they peak too soon? I always worry about wow. teams that look really good in November. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I I hadn't thought about that yet. Uh, that is a problem. I don't think. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think they have actually. I'm afraid of that. Now. I don't think they're going to get any better than what we've already seen from them. Yeah, everything they can do on the tape. But, but I think Harbaugh is a coach that'll. I think he can maybe pull the reins back just a little bit. I think he'll be okay. And 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 to to allude to something that Chris Collinsworth said, Seattle's loss was probably a pretty decent loss late in the season because you know they're talented enough to go through. So I, I can see Baltimore losing another game uh, towards the end of the season but not giving up the number one seed and then getting ready for the playoffs. I think Harbaugh will have them ready. I really do. So yeah. I I do – I just get a little nervous they pick too soon, but from what I've seen with them, when I, when they're rolling and they're at their best, they're just so – I mean, I will say the Ravens for the rest of the season play the Jets, the Browns, the Steelers. So they get the so, – so one of the things that we talked about a lot, like back when Manning was playing, was this idea of like do you rest your starters when you've got the playoffs locked in? And um, it seemed like the answer ended up being no because you lose rhythm, right? But if – Well, interest – well, go ahead. Well, it just feels like the Ravens have got a perfect schedule for just go ahead and play. Um, you're going to get this game, and you can sit people at half or whatever. And, and uh, I mean, their schedule is easy. So this feels like the perfect situation for someone going into the playoffs is you can kind of rest up, get ready, spend four weeks for them, you know, prepping a game plan for the whoever is the, what, number six team in the – or, well, no, whoever wins the, the wild card round. So. Well, if you want any any idea, if you, if there's any indication of what the Ravens will do if things are locked up, Harbaugh is in previous has definitely been a big fan of resting. Uh, back when they won the Super Bowl, they had everything locked up in Week 17, and he did not play Ray Lewis, uh, Ray Rice, uh, Torrey Smith, and someone else. And then Joe Flacco and Ed Reed both just played the first quarter and then came out, and they end no. up winning the Super Bowl. So I think if no. you look at what his past shows, he's and, and it worked for him last time. He's going to rest come to the playoffs, but. Let's move on to the rest of the AFC, and the the rest of it is interesting because I think the final you have basically the final five spots comes down to six different teams coming in. I mean, the the the, the Browns technically have a shot. There's a couple other teams that technically have a shot, Broncos. but not really. I think uh, the Bron- yeah, the Broncos, Broncos are, are still in. So it. it's like the Browns, Raiders, Colts, and Broncos are all technically still in it, but it's going to be hard for them to get it. Yeah. It really comes down to the the. Uh, Bills, Chiefs, Texans, Patriots, Titans are in there, and then we'll see what happens with them. But who do you think is the second best team in the AFC? I'll just ask you that, LJ. <sighs> Ooh, that's oh god, that's a tougher question. That is uh, a tough question. Or do you or do you just have a top five? So it, two through five, do you even have a two through five right now? Because I think it's it, last before last week probably would have had the Texans really high, if not number two, but they just got blitzed hey, by the Broncos. Hey, as you're hey, well aware, LJ. Hey. That's like I told you this was going to happen. The Broncos are a good team that's that has played under their level. They are going to beat a team that doesn't deserve it. Um, and I agree. To the I Texans. agree. But at one point they were beating them thirty-eight to three. That's not beating a team. That oh, is, I know it was garbage time in the third quarter. I no, I totally. The score ended up being thirty-eight twenty-four, but it was nowhere like that. Is way closer than it should have been. Um, so the Chiefs definitely got knocked down a peg. The Bills, I keep kind of 
I, discredit I'm them, into the they're bills. pretty good. You have a you have an interesting bill stat for us. Let let tell us what you learned about the bills. You were finding something on Twitter. Okay, so something I found on the bills is that they were the third ranked defense in scoring. I believe it is um, scoring against a defense, and they uh, played the number one offense and then the number two offense in the NFL, and then they moved up after those two games to the number two defense in the league. So that defense has gone, they've gotten tried by the best in the league and and they've only improved their numbers after that. And I think that the Bills are a real team. I mean, the Bills are a real team. Let's see, the Chiefs, I you know, I, are definitely a real team. Uh, the Patriots are obviously a real team. So I've just got to find, what, one more to, to do two through five? I think the Texans think- are still real. I, you know, that's that's my answer. That was so we're kind of bouncing all around. Let's go first, Patriots, and let's talk about that two and three spot because right now the Patriots are the second seed, Chiefs are the third seed in the AFC. Those two teams also just played. Uh, I guess looking at that game, the Chiefs won. Mahomes actually became the first quarterback under twenty five to beat Belichick and Tom Brady in New England ever. Also ending a twenty one game home winning streak for the Patriots. One other fun fact in that. First time that Brady and Edelman have been on the field together and ever lost at home. No. That's well that makes sense, I guess, Jesus. with the with the winning streak they were on. I didn't think about that. And he was hurt, probably. Huh. I didn't think about that. That's a good one, Dad. Wow. Yeah. So what did you what did, what do the Chiefs are the Patriots still your number two pops? The Chiefs moved to number two in your that, mind? I mean we know what the seating is, but in your mind. I, I think that question. the Chiefs moved to number two. Um I'm not ready to throw dirt on the grave. Of the Patriots yet, but boy, no they grave. have not looked real great. I mean, they just have not looked good lately. Their defense is still pretty solid, but I mean, you let, I mean, Kansas City went and beat them at home. And Dallas really had a good chance to beat them other than those two weird tripping penalties. But I'm just saying the Patriots, I'm not throwing dirt on them, but boy, they're not, they're limping to the finish line. Yeah. I mean, if you go look at what the Patriots have done in recent weeks, they've had, they got crushed by the Ravens. Texans beat them, then the Chiefs beat them at home. Their two wins in those past five were against the two teams in the NFC least, where they barely beat the Eagles and Cowboys. One possession games in both yeah. of them. Yeah. It's scary. I think I still have the Patriots as number two. I, that offense really, really scares me. I just, I don't, it just looks like Tom Brady doesn't have the weapons, and it's just not. It, Is it I, too late to sign AB? I'm tired of the AB. Every single week, it's like, could the Patriots re sign him? Is it no, too, they like, could. They, they technically could, could until but he's made. the end of the season, right? Yeah, but I feel like he's made too many jokes about Robert Kraft's sex scandal that there's no way he would sign the dotted well, line and to bring why him why did back. we talked about this, I think, or I brought it up. Maybe if there's something I don't understand. Why did they get rid of Josh Gordon? I mean, he, I think something There's something we there. don't know about. Just like the whole the Malcolm, Malcolm Butler, Butler thing. thing. The, yes, the there's same. something happened there because they could use that big body, decent hands and and Well, fast. I got a big body. Let me go talk. Yep, I'll go fast talk and to fast, too. Okay. I said fast oh, at the end. That's a huge so. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so so the offense does really scare me, but I think I'll put faith that time and time again Tom Brady has figured something out. But what that defense is still so stinking good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you look against the the Chiefs offense, who we I mean I know they haven't been the Chiefs from last year, but they're still a good offense in Andy Reid, and they held the Chiefs to five for sixteen on third downs and two touchdowns. And those two touchdowns they allowed came off a blocked field goal and interception, so short fields for the Chiefs and. Then in the second half, with the defense seemingly needing to pitch a shutout, they did pretty much that against the Chiefs. They allowed a field goal on the opening drive of the third quarter. Then they forced, in sequential order, a three-and-out, block punt, turnover on a fumble, three-and-out, 
three and out. And they end up losing because they couldn't score enough points. And some of that was because I the Patriots have benefited. I mean, let's go to Tuck Roll way back when this thing first started up. The Patriots have benefited from a lot of calls. They sure didn't on Sunday. They got hosed on Sunday with a couple of calls where Nikhil Harry didn't get in. Yep. They were out of challenges, so they couldn't yep. they couldn't challenge that. They they got hosed. Why, but can I ask a happens. question? Just like why why are if you get a challenge right, why shouldn't you have two more challenges? It's only if you get both challenges right. I understand that. I understand that's a rule, but it's stupid, right? Or am I am I being silly? Because it feels it like if you sense. get a challenge right, nobody like you should continue to have two job options. <clears throat> you should never run out of I, challenges. Um, until you've gotten two wrong is, I guess, my interpretation. I think that's a very fair point. That is a good but point. But also, the two calls that the, the, the Patriots got screwed on were, one, there was a fumble, but the refs called it a no fumble, but Malcolm, or uh, not, Stephon Gilmore picked it up, and I don't know if he would have scored, but it sure looked like it. But since they blew the whistle, inadvertent whistle, they still gave the Patriots the ball, but he's down where he picked up the fumble. He doesn't mm-hmm. get to run it at all. So that one screws him. Then that same drive was the Nikhil Harry play where he's down just short. They call it short. But if you're the ref... You know you can review every touchdown. They're automatically reviewed. Yeah. If it's close, why not just call it a touchdown and then go review it and take it away? Yeah. Good. Good point. It's just. Yep. It's just twice where I, the refs have done, and I feel like we do this every year, and I hate banging on the refs because I just think but, it's a hard job. You know and I what think though? We do it after every I game. I don't feel but, a lot of pity. I feel pretty good about those. <laughs> yeah, I don't think a lot of people are feeling pity for the Patriots. <laughs> but so I still have them. I think I still have them at two, just because I think that D is still so awesome. Yes. And the Patriots I actually heard Kevin Clark. He uh, is a writer for. He does. He writes for the Ringer, and he actually put this in one of his articles in the last couple of weeks. It's been a while ago, but every. Every time the Patriots play, I think about it. And he just put that the Patriots are like the casino in Vegas. You know, you might win every now and then, but usually <laughs> you don't they end the up house. winning in the long run. You don't beat the house in the long run. And the Patriots, it's going to come down to, you beat them every now and then, but it's going to come down to three or four plays in the playoffs because that defense is so good. Yeah. And if I got to bet on Tom Brady to make the right play, he probably will. So that's why I have it too. Chiefs, I think, are three. They look good. They're getting better. Mahomes still doesn't look quite like Mahomes, but it's getting better. That D's better than it was last year. Uh, then it goes interesting, or I guess at three, do you have the Bills or Chiefs, LJ? I know you like the Bills. Uh, I think I've got the Chiefs at number three, but the Bills are right there. Like, they're knocking on that door. There's no question they'd be number, my number four. Do you agree, Pops? I will say, yeah, I, uh, probably, yeah, but I will tell you the Bills are going to be a tough out. I, I would not want to see the Bills in the playoffs. No. no yeah, I don't, I don't think they're, they're uh, there's, I don't think there's any way they win the Super Bowl with Josh Allen at quarterback, but I wouldn't want, I agree, I wouldn't want to play them. I, it, mm. You look at their four losses. Besides the game, they lost to the Eagles where they lost. It was kind of a blowout, and it was when the Eagles looked like the team everybody was picking maybe to go to the Super Bowl early in the year, and since the Eagles have stunk. But the other three losses were the Browns, Ravens, and Patriots all in one possession games. I mean, we just talked about the Seahawks are a couple of bounces away. The Bills, the Bills could real. have been. They're for real. They're for real. They're going to be yeah. a tough out. We talked about the Texans. I still, I'm probably going to side on the belief that they got really up for that Pats game a week ago. And then just had a big. I, I think they had a letdown game where they just overlooked Denver, and Denver's better than people realize because yes. that record looks like they're not. LJ is right. As much as I want to give him crap about Denver, he's right. They're better than their record shows. Yeah, That's I mean, not the, a bad. I, I will say, I will say that the Broncos are on par with the Cowboys. So. There, but, <laughs> yeah, but that means they can steal a game because they've got the talent to do it. That's that's yeah. all that means. What interests me, though, is that final playoff spot, and it looks like it's going to come down to the steal. If, if I would have told you before the season <laughs> oh, started shit. that the final yeah. spot's going to come down to two teams that have started a combined five different quarterbacks oh, this God. season, 
And I told you that it would come down to Ryan Tannehill or Devlin <laughs> Duck Hodges being able to sustain their level of play. You'd have been like, Devlin who? Tannehill's still in the, Who's Tannehill playing for? Well, Tannehill has those Titans looking pretty damn good. I saw yeah, a tweet does. today, and it said, uh, the Miami Dolphins have been tanking all year, and that's great, because if they can pick up a quarterback like, uh, well, like that Tannehill guy in Tennessee, <laughs> then they might be okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it seems like Tannehill just needed to get out of the Adam Gase uh, deal because huh? all of a sudden he looks good. I, I think there's actually an argument for the Titans to be in that top five. I think they might be the fourth. Let me just rattle off a little bit. Since taking over as starter in week 17, Tannehill is averaging a league best 10 and a half adjusted yards per attempt. The only quarterback with a better passer rating or record than Tannehill since week seven is Lamar Jackson, who just had one of the best months ever as a quarterback in November and might yeah. be the MVP. Uh, this past week against the Raiders, Tannehill, where they won 42-21, to he had a, that 91-yard touchdown to A.J. Brown, which was a thing of beauty. Yeah. He had two rushers coming at him, and from his own end zone, uh-huh. made a beautiful throw. If Mahomes makes that throw, we're calling him a generational talent. Yeah, you so, did. I mean, yeah, I, exactly. Right. <laughs> and then that Titans, I was looking at Bill Bill Barnwell for ESPN was tweeting about this, and the Titans play action. They're just so good. Tannehill's been so good off play action, where outside the Ravens, no one has a better play action game than the Titans. Tannehill is completing nearly 80% of his throws on PAs, averaging 14-plus yards per attempt with the league-leading 143.8 passer rating. And the reason that play action is so good because no one wants to tackle Derrick Henry. Henry. I was Henry. about to say, are we seeing the future of the NFL right now is big old running backs again? Like, are we going back to that? Because also, uh, I will Derrick say Henry. that there are, there are like three teams that now have full-time fullbacks that pop in for some 60% of and games. At some would say that the the decline in the Patriots has been once they lost their fullback. Uh, Devlin. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think you, that is interesting, but... I. Tannehill looks very serviceable, looks pretty dang – we've always thought Tannehill's a really good athletic yeah. quarterback. He has an arm, but for whatever reason it wasn't working out. Maybe it was Adam Gates because he does look good. And I, Derek Henry, in the la, in the three weeks before last Sunday, which Derek Henry had a good game last Sunday, he had 100 yards and two scores despite leaving for a little bit with an injury. But in the three weeks prior to that, he was putting up historic numbers. He had at least 149 yards in three straight games with 496 total. That put him in the group of – a pretty good company joining Jim Brown, OJ Simpson, Eric Dickerson, and Adrian Peterson as the only players in history to have three straight games of 145 yards and a score. Wow. I mean, I, I, Jesus. they're good. Jesus. Well, the, I think the Titans the, are good. The thing is with Derrick Henry, right? If he if he gets loose, you're not going to catch him. I don't think. I mean, he's a big rumbling, bumbling guy, but if he gets he's a, had step a 99 on you, yard touchdown, yeah, he's gone. I mean, the guy's got speed with that. So long he's gate. good for three, but if you don't get him at that three, then you're in trouble. You're in trouble. He's he's pretty fast. I'm probably not. I I think it's kind of wide open, and it wouldn't that. It, there's no. I don't think the Titans are kind of like the Bills to me in a way where I don't think they win the Super Bowl, but they're hot. You don't want to play, wanna play them. Yeah, that defense is good enough, and then. They're young, but like Derrick Henry, we just talked about how good he is. Those receiving cores really young, but AJ Brown and Court Davis are both first round picks. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're interesting to me. I I, I kind of like the Titans, and I kind of like them to make the playoffs over the Steelers in that final spot. And actually, they could win the division over the Texans. They have two of the final three games in the uh, this year tied record. are the Texans and Titans, and they're tied right now. So they could win the division, get a home playoff game, yeah. maybe Music City, City Miracle. Yeah. When you run that much, don't you need some anti chafing? <laughs> yeah. Well. I would think he would. Well, let me tell Derek Henry about our friends over from Manscaped. Support from our uh, from uh, the JPP comes from Manscaped, who's the number one in men's below the belt grooming. They offer precision engineered tools 
just for your family jewels. Look, Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag you where it hurts. Manscaping accents are finally a thing of the past, and you don't have to use the same trimmer on your face as you do below your belt. That's just gross. Go to Manscaped and get the new lawnmower. Actually, Manscaped just sent me a package in the mail, and they got a lot more than just that Lawnmower 2.0. They got they sent me a, a pair of underwear. I'm telling you, these things are comfy. <laughs> All they right. gave me a little travel bag right. that is perfect for all my little my all my toiletries, and then they get just you need to try out Manscaped's crop preserver and anti chafing deodorant. They got some good good stuff, <laughs> and right now, right now, you can get twenty percent off and free shipping with the promo code Armchair over at Manscaped.com. Just you just got to make sure you're using the right tools for the job. Trust me. Trust me, your family jewels will be thinking. Does that? I think that sounds like a pretty decent Christmas gift if anybody's looking for something for a man. In their I'm life. telling you, this package it's like a, it's basically like it's a care package for your for package. below the belt. It, it, it's a care package for your package. That is perfect. It has everything you need. It, and right now, like we said, you can get 20 percent off and free shipping. Just go over to Manscaped.com and put in the promo code Armchair A R M C H A I R, and you will get 20 percent off free shipping. It's perfect. Trust me, you're going to be happy with your purchase. All right, let's go. I, I kind of, I got to get your uh, thoughts. Oh well, we talked about it before. Let, let's, let's. The elephant in the room is the Patriots Drew once Lock. again getting oh. caught for cheating. Oh. <laughs> well, not only did John Elway find a quarterback, he might have found the next Hall of Famer. But let's go into Spygate 2.0. LJ, um, I know this shocks you that the Patriots would be willing to bend the rules a little bit. It does. Can you just, wait, can you lay out what what did they get caught doing? Well, so allegedly they were caught filming a Bengals practice, is my understanding. It could is it be allegedly? A game. I thought it was. They like, were at the game. Sure. They were at the game last week because they they're were playing the, the Bengals this week. This so week. so there were there was apparently uh, an issue where there was a camera filming somebody at a Bengals game, and my understanding is that then the Patriots turned around and said, "No, no, 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 no." The coach that was being filmed. He was doing it for a, a DVD that we're going to make. You know, it was like, it was not. Called No Days Off. It's like a documentary that's all from their production crew, right? Exactly. That's what they said. And then some genius went back and looked at what they were busted with back when they were caught filming, oh, seven, eight years ago. And one of the th- rules that was in their rule book, if you get caught filming a team, was to say, oh, we're using this for a DVD that we're going to put out in the next year. So... Um. Really? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, so Matt Walsh, who was their video coordinator back when they got caught, I don't know if he still is, but he told he told ESPN that the Patriots videographers were told to look like media members, tape over their team logos, and turn their sweatshirts inside out to wear credentials <laughs> that said Patriots TV or Kraft Productions. The videographers were also provided with excuses for what to tell NFL security if asked what they were doing. Quote, tell them you're filming the quarterbacks or the kickers or footage for a team show. So not only this, what did they do? They said, oh, we're filming a documentary. We have nothing to do with the football program. And what's really weird is, and we don't know exactly, the NFL is investigating what the footage is, but the Athletic reported that the, according to sources who have viewed the tape, it shows about eight minutes of data focusing on recording for the Bengals sidelines, direct view of the sideline as players running on and off the field and coaches making signals for plays. So, I mean, mm. this isn't can something ask, that will be a good cut a question for a, why you would want for a to, documentary. Why would you want to interview the uh, like a Patriots assistant coach at a Bengals versus Browns game? Why? 
Why would you? Why would you want to? Why would you want to look at a, a Bengals coach? Is that what you're saying? Why would you? Look well, I at thought him? it was a Patriots coach that they were interviewing. Maybe okay. So maybe I misunderstood that part. So they were interviewing allegedly a Bengals coach, but the camera drifted. Is that what happened? No, no, no. They were in the press. No, they box. had a guy up in the press box who was a Patriots videographer who was just straight up filming the coaching staff, which apparently happens, right? You know, I'm filming the, because that's our next opponent, so I'm filming the game so we can do game study. I, I think that's a regular occurring thing. But a Bengals employee was watching the monitor and said all he was doing was just filming our coaches the entire time. Huh. Huh. And what's odd to me, one, if you're the Patriots, you gotta know you gotta know you're you're on a thin line. Like of all of all teams to be doing something, you know people are watching you, waiting and to And then of all you. teams to be doing it against. Right. The Bengals seem like a weird one. They can beat the Bengals with their eyes closed, with their hands <laughs> tied behind their back. I mean, why the Bengals they can if beat anybody the Bengals without the offense the taking Ravens. the field? <laughs> But where it becomes interesting is that maybe it's Zach Taylor, who's a Sean McVay disciple, and McVay is known. Because like, now, when they were filming before, they didn't have the headsets, right? Okay. So the, before, those signals and what coaches were saying to their quarterback was interesting. To If you could pick out what they were doing, you could figure out a lot. But now they have those headsets to where they put the little paper over their mouth, like Matt Patricia's going to put his little Waffle House menu over right. his mouth, and then he's going to make the call. Um <laughs> So you, but you can't read their lips because they put something over and you can't tell what they're saying in the helmet. But McVay is known for calling audibles from the sideline after that 25 second limit where you can't talk in their head anymore. Right. And so if Zach Taylor is a McVay disciple, which McVay has a lot of disciples all over the NFL landscape now because everyone wants the next, the next Sean McVay, maybe he's trying to pick up on a little bit from that little system. I, it just seems it seems there's a like a lot of smoke there, and where there's that much smoke, there's usually usually, fire. usually there's a fire. And of all teams, it's the Patriots. That just seems interesting. And and I'm with I'm with LJ. Of all teams, it, it'd be one thing if you were like filming the Ravens, where you might like it's going to be the Ravens or Chiefs right. or even Bills or Texas. Yeah. The Bengals, the Bengals are the one in whatever. They're about to get the first round pick and the number one pick. That that's not who you should be filming. But what? Ever. Did y'all have any other NFL notes y'all wanted to touch on? I have one. I just want to All give right. a little shout out to a guy I've always liked. Matt Ryan, the quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, is the second fastest player to reach 50,000 yards passing behind number one Drew Brees. Wow. Wow. And that's pretty incredible. Get pretty me. incredible. And I've, you know, I've always kind of liked old Matt Ryan. I mean, I, Atlanta's struggling this year. Whatever. Jameis Winston Matt, next on that list? <laughs> he could be. Jameis Winston could definitely uh, be next on that list. But anyway, I was pretty uh, – just a little shout-out to Matt Ryan. Very cool, second very cool. fastest Speaking player. Speaking of Jameis Winston, is Jameis Winston the most entertaining quarterback to watch? Well, something's going to happen fun, watch, uh, yeah. interesting. You <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't miss. <laughs> this past week, he became – for the third time this year, his first pass of the game was an interception. For the third time this year. It's insane. Yeah. It was such a Jameis Winston game for him, too, to have four touchdowns, three interceptions, a rushing touchdown, but also like 400 yards. Like, there's so much good, but there's so much bad, too. It's just crazy. Have you yeah. seen that conspiracy? This might not be worth adding on the podcast, but have you seen that conspiracy about the the GM for the Bucks wrote like a 3,000-word book on Jameis Winston being a good quarterback? It's, it's called like Jameis One for One, <laughs> and apparently it's a book that says that Jameis Winston's off to a Hall of Fame career, but he gets skewed by the biased media who wants to portray him yeah. as a bad quarterback. 
And this is legit, Dad. Well, and, and there's an account called Jameis One for One that does it. And supposedly, someone thinks it's a burner account for the Bucks GM that drafted them. And they have good points. Like if you like look up, if you fall into this conspiracy, like there's, it's not stupid. It's well, it's stupid, but it's like it's reasonable. Well, if you go digging through some Jameis stats, like he has like the most 300 yard games for any quarterback at this age, the most touchdowns for any quarterback. Like his stats are good, but the only problem is he's got like every touchdown. There's an interception <laughs> or a fumble that go along with it. Like there's always a turnover. But I actually am fascinated to see what the the Buccaneers do at quarterback after this year. Yeah, because there is a lot of positive things from Jameis Winston. He's almost like the Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Like it's a good 2.0 point. where yeah. he's so, going to have those games where he beats a good team, but he also is going to have those games where he sucks. 61% completion percentage, 4,100 yards, second in the league, 26 TDs, but 23 interceptions this wow. year. I mean, wow. Wow. I don't think it, I don't know if anyone's ever done it, but could, Jameis Winston could get to the 30 30 club, 30 touchdowns, 30 <laughs> yeah. interceptions. That has to be a first, right? Uh, surely. The 30 30 club. I like that. <laughs> Well, real quick, before we get off the NFL then, can you look at, I think y'all went back and looked at who we picked for each division. And I don't know if we have to rattle off any of them, but Pops, if you have them sitting in front of you, are there some that look really good and some that look really bad? Yes. What was your takeaway from? What, what, just give us some, some highlights. Well, I, I guess it, some highlights are that in the AFC North, interestingly enough, you guys both picked Baltimore. Good pick. Hey, we look good there. I will I say Cleveland. Bad I will pick. Say, we were pretty hesitant about Baltimore too, though. We were just not wanting to pick the Steelers, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But, well, LJ will not pick the Steelers. No, he picked I refuse. them not to make the playoffs after week one, I believe. <laughs> and I'm still not uh, wrong. Really. And then we all were, which I don't think we we're the only ones, but all of us on the Browns, even when you picked the Browns, and LJ both were like, we thought yeah, we liked them, yeah. but it just could implode at any point. Oh, yeah. Which and you they, also and they, agree. they did. And they yeah. did implode. Which, so. Do y'all see now that OBJ supposedly he might want out of Cleveland? <laughs> yeah, but then he also already. probably doesn't, and then also probably does. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly he's like whispering to, to other coaches and players before the game, like, get me out of here. But, that, that, yeah. that is, oh boy. OBJ. Anyway, Pops, keep going. So this was interesting, I thought. NFC East, have to give LJ some credit here. We both picked New England. LJ picked Buffalo. Hey. AFC East. AFC East, Yes. Now, well, I think what we're looking right though, aren't we? I mean, the, the Patriots are. Yeah, yeah, well, no, these are good. These are I don't good. sound like an idiot, is I guess what we're saying. No, because no, I, if I remember the conversation. Which is always a plus if, for LJ. If I remember exactly. the conversation, I said Bills, and you guys were like, okay, I moving on. And the Bills can win this division uh, right now. So screw you. They can. They're only a game behind, but they don't have the tiebreaker. But they do play the Patriots still. So yeah, mm. you're right, LJ. You're right. Okay. So <laughs> you're not an idiot. AFC South. I kind of think I took this one because LJ picked Indianapolis. Not so hot Oof. now. Looked good for Oof. a while. Yeah, Kevin picked Jacksonville. Oof. No way. I picked Houston. So Oops. Houston's got a shot right. now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, so nobody picked Tennessee, but also picked Tennessee. we didn't have Mr. Ryan Tannehill at quarterback <laughs> when we were making these picks. This is true. So. We did not. And then the last one in the AFC, quickly, uh, LJ picked in the AFC West, guess who? Denver. Right. Uh, <laughs> I picked the Chargers, who has been eliminated, and then Kevin picked Kansas City. Pretty pretty solid pick there. Yeah. I'm just curious because I, I think it's the best division of football. Yeah, I think it's the best division of football. The NFC West. Who do we pick for the NFC West? <laughs> In the NFC West, LJ picked San Francisco. I can kind of see oh, that. Nice. I think I you guys talked some that. trash on that one. but And it was a good pick. I probably did. Kevin, you picked Seattle. Okay. And Pops good picked the LA Rams, who is making a comeback. So you know, okay, I, so as long as none of us pick the Cardinals, we can walk out with our heads held high there. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> That's true. That's Can't true. We? 
Um, I got to mention this one in the uh, NFC South. Uh, two people in this podcast picked Atlanta, and it wasn't yours truly who picked New Orleans. So, <laughs> I'm off on good all right, moving on, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> all right, <laughs> NFC East. Of course, LJ chose not to pick. Yeah, and, and wasn't that right? I picked, and you were right. I think I picked Dallas. You picked Philadelphia. I think LJ wins that one. But <laughs> can I say, all three of us? This might be the only division that all three of us were correct on, and all three of us made a different decision. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. And then the last one in the NFC North, LJ and Pops picked Minnesota. Kevin picked Green Bay. So Okay, Kevin got that one. But there. we're still pretty all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still okay, cool. All right. So the way I have it, if we kind of go on picks and who got what, it looks like LJ got, I'd say, five points. Pops got five points. Kevin got four points for, for okay. better picks. All right. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens in, like, what, three weeks now? That's when yeah. we'll know. Yeah, don't That's don't catch your chickens for the hatch or whatever the yeah, saying the goes. Bills could take me to the promised land. <laughs> they could. All right. Well, moving on from some NFL talk, I did want to get uh, I, I wanted to get Pop's reaction because last week we talked a little about the wild coaching coaching search that was the oh, SEC God. and Arkansas oh, Razorbacks. Can I does Lane my bookie Kiffin, have prop bets on the Arkansas coaching search? Well, we have one now. I mean, we have a coach. Oh, really? Oh shit! Yeah, I didn't even right. know. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, see, LJ was so sick of all. Because I, I, I will say, everything. LJ's correct. Twitter did a, a a new coach every single day, but there now is a coach for the Razorbacks. Mister Sam Pittman comes over from Georgia. He actually coached with Arkansas before, and now he comes over as head coaching. I, I do want to get Dad's take on that, but I did. We talked a little bit about. So it was supposed to be Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin jumped over to Ole Miss. He had a, a funny little. Uh, Remark. So it was wild when he landed in Ole Miss. He landed on the tarmac, and fans were going crazy. And one of the fans, it was a scene straight out of Friday Night Lights, the movie. If you remember when the the old the the dad hands the baby to Mike Winchell, it's just like, "Take my baby. I want to take a picture with him." Someone handed Lane Kiffin a baby and just took a picture of him with their baby. Mm. It was straight off Friday Night Lights. <laughs> but then, and then afterward, they asked him about the reception at the tarmac, and he was like, "Well, it was better than my last re- or one of my receptions at the tarmac, if you remember." He got fired from USC as soon as he landed back from a, a plane trip one year. So interesting little thing for uh, Lane Kevin. But so the Razorbacks didn't get the guy they thought they were going to get, and they got Sam Pittman. I wanted to ask you, Pops, what was your thoughts? Because a lot of people said who well, when we made the hire. What I, and I did. I'll be honest. Uh, it didn't warm me cockles. I didn't know who Sam Pittman <laughs> but you're was. A, you're an Arkansas uh, fan, so you found a way to say that this was a championship team now, right? Well, well, just just I will tell you I, the, I like as an alumni I want to hear the, his opinion. A couple a couple of things. One, Lane Kiffin, I had some interest in just because he was a name. The word was that I heard is that uh, we made an offer and he counteroffered immediately oh. and used us to get a better deal at Ole Miss. Fine, I don't want Lane Kiffin. As a matter Can of I fact, jump in real quick. Yeah, Pops. yeah. If you might know more than I do. So so supposedly. He had already told Ole Miss before they fired – or his people told Ole Miss before they fired Luke, Matt Luke, that he was interested in the job. And if it were to come open, he's very interested. That was before okay. Arkansas reached out, before Ole Miss fired their coach. So I think he already had Ole Miss's favorite. And then his agent is Jimmy Sexton, who is also the agent of Gus Malzahn, who, if you remember a couple of years ago, used the Arkansas vacancy to get Gus Malzahn a brand-new contract. And I'm pretty sure – and I don't know if that's what they were doing here or not, but it sounds like the Arkansas Board of Trustees and people doing the negotiations thought the same thing, kind of what you're alluding to, that this was all just to get a better contract from Ole Miss and that he never was actually interested. So I think you're on to something with that one. Well, I'm just – I'm kind of glad we – Kiffin, I just, I'm just not his biggest fan because only he, he is his biggest fan. 
Uh, I hope we one. kick his ass every year. I've just never really liked him. Sam Pittman didn't know a lot about it. LJ, he would have been saying a different tune had he became the No, no I would have. I would have because he Uh-oh. would have been a name hire, and I did kind of think we needed a name hire. So I would have been a fan or, you know, certainly tried to be. What I like about Pittman, um, he's an offensive line coach. I do think that's in many ways where the game is won or lost. Um, he apparently the, the Razorbacks have lacked for a while now since he <laughs> left. Actually, since he left, um, he seems to be pretty beloved. I've seen a lot of tweets from former Razorbacks that are excited that he's here. He obviously was super excited. I mean, he, you, if you saw the little press conference, he got a little bit emotional. It meant a lot to him. Um, um, I'm glad to see a guy here that it means something to that wants to be here. I, I I'm not blown away by the hire, but. I am – it's my team, and I'm excited yeah. about it now, and I hope the hell that he does fantastic. I'm pulling for him. All right, all right. Well, so, LJ, and I'm sure you probably don't know a lot about Sam Pittman either, I'm guessing. Uh, no. <laughs> so, he was – just for a little back for a little background, I mean, he was the offensive line guy back in the day. They were really good, and then he – ever since he left, he went over to Georgia, and Georgia has been fantastic. Obviously, he's a, he's a big recruiter, and he their offensive line has been really good. And I think – Part of and what Dad's saying, part of the reason I think it's a uh, you should be at least a little encouraged by the hire, and it might not work out. So the, the reason people are a little discouraged, there's no head coach experience in his history at all. He's never been a head coach besides one time at a D two back in like '01 or something. Sure, but to see how many former players have been advocating for him to get the job that were former Razorbacks and just former players in general, and then to see how Georgia did not want to lose him, I think that says something at least. I mean, I don't know how good he'll be as head coach, but. People like playing for him, and that's one thing it looked like towards the end of the Chad Morris tenure. People didn't enjoy it. The players didn't want to play for Chad Morris. So at least they're gaining that. And then I think you're on to something, Dad. Arkansas fans, I think fans in general, especially SEC fans, have a skewed opinion of their – usually of their university. And Arkansas football program is not at a great spot. No. It's at a very low point. After what happened with – they they started getting bad with uh, Bielema and then – to, to hire Chad Morris and fire him that quick, there were supposedly rumors that some uh, candidates were calling this a job or, or a uh, career killer because you get there and you don't have a chance to succeed and that there's the expectation of too high. I just, I don't think, I don't think that's true, but I just don't think it wasn't the same candidates Arkansas fans wanted. I think we as fans see this as a better job than maybe the up and coming candidates see it. Yeah, we absolutely. And, so to get someone like Pittman who was dying to get the job, and I think he even said, you mentioned it, Pops, he choked up a little talking about it. And then he even said that the first thing he told the players was, you know, you didn't choose me, but I chose y'all. I want to be at this university, which is better than getting a guy who's kind of hesitant about coming here yeah. that might have been a better experience. Yeah. I'm, I I don't know how good he'll be as head coach, Pops, but I do think he'll recruit well and guys will play hard for him. And we'll see what happens after that. Yep. And I'm 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 okay with that. I think it's I think it really all things aside, I think it was as good a hire as the Razorbacks are going to make. I just don't think the Urban Myers were they're, they're, the big names aren't coming. To <clears> the, well, what happened to right now. what happened to Norvell at Memphis? What 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 Norvell? So supposedly Norvell was not very excited about the Arkansas job because he was pretty pissed the way we handled it last time around when we didn't really give. I don't think when the rumor is Julie Cromer's people who was making the hire last time around. Didn't really give, didn't really consider him that much, and went straight to Chad Morris. Yeah, and so he thought he was kind of a little annoyed by that. Plus, uh, Florida State came knocking, and Florida State's 
pretty. I mean, they're not great right now, but that's a. Did he go to Florida State? Yeah, he's going to be Florida State. Okay, I didn't see that. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Florida State, Arkansas. I get it. Yeah, no doubt. Right, and I think he got more money than what Sam Pittman's making. So I, I I just think as fans, let's just let's just see what happens. You know, there's some. I get being a little upset that there's not a lot of experience for Pittman, but like you said, pops, I think the. To get someone who wants to be at Arkansas and wants to be in this area and loves the program, I think that means about as much as anything at this yeah. point. So they need to instill that back into the program. So I'll be excited to see what happens. Well, that will do it for another episode of the Just Press Play podcast. As always, you can find us on iTunes. Well, I guess you already found it for this, but make sure you subscribe to us wherever you're listening on Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get notified anytime a new episode drops. You can also find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just put in Just Press Play and you'll you'll see us pop up. Or you can find us on our website at justpressplaypod.com. Make sure you go in there again, subscribe, rate, review, let us know what you think, and we will catch you again next week. All right. All right, guys. Peace out. Peace. Peace. What's this? He's like all excited. I know. He's pumped. I, I want to be pumped with him. I, I kind of want to hang out on Skype with him for the next three hours if he's willing, but then, like, I also might die. So, yeah. Uh, can I say, can I say real quick, happy birthday, my man? Like, seriously, you're you're my dog, and I'm so glad we get to do this uh, every single week. It's just a happy birthday, and I'm, I'm glad that you're older. I guess, <laughs> as opposed to the alternative, yeah, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, Kimbo. I can't wait to see you here in like what four days or something like that. So, cool, cool. Can't wait to see you, man. How long are y'all gonna be up there? Like a like six hours. <laughs> you only gonna stay six hours and come back home? No, no, no. They're gonna stay the night, but it's like you're leaving Saturday and gonna be home Monday. Yeah, they're gonna have dinner and then leave Sunday. 